Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Say Yes Anyway podcast. This is an amazing conversation from the heart. And you know, it's all about saying yes to those things that you just have no idea why you're saying yes, but you just know that you have to because there's something in you that's driving you and you know it's going to get you to the next place. And so this is an amazing conversation. I'm excited for today. I'm here with my friend Kate, and she is a dating and relationship coach. She's so sweet, and she helps people to break free from unhealthy relationships, find self-worth, and create love you deserve. And that is what we all want, right? I like that. Okay. So. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi, Jess. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Of course. It's amazing. So a uh, quick question. What is something that you're loving so much about your life right now? Mm, so I'm building out my coaching business and it's becoming more and more of my everyday life. So it's super exciting. I feel like I have my own business. I actually have clients that I'm helping. I'm talking to women from all over the world. I have clients in Florida, Arizona, North Carolina, all over the place. So I just love it, the connection that that it brings. And I feel like I'm like a big sister to so many women. So it's really cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I love that you said you're like a big sister to so many women because I think at the end of the day, people really love connection and whether in, in family, whether it's you know, you don't have biological family, but it's like you have some sort of something that feels close. Right. Right. I relate to that a lot. Cause I feel like even in my family, my we're supposed to be like family to many. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just feel, I love that you said that, that I, I feel like people could feel really drawn to you for that reason. Yeah. Thank you. I think we're all created for connection and community. So being able to make that and create that any way I can in my life is been like the biggest blessing throughout my entire journey. That's what I like the most. That's awesome. And then where did this idea of relationship coaching even (laughs) come into existence? I have to tell you really quick, my old roommate, when I lived in Seattle, we lived on this water, like beautiful, beautiful area, stunning home. And she was a a relationship dating coach. And it was It was kind of funny because I didn't really know too much, but she would bring all these guys over. I think she specialized in men. Oh, okay. She would bring all these guys over and they were all so like timid and cute. And then she would like, you know, make them all like dress up and like whatever they're supposed to dress up in. And it was just the most precious thing. I honestly have no idea what they were doing but I was like well you know what you guys are trying and this is amazing and you guys are you know building whatever confidence you need to and it was it was precious but um I will say and and one time she did there was somebody that was interested in me and uh, my name's Jess. His was Jesse. It didn't work out great. She said we'd be maybe great together. And that was not a thing. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, she didn't do any of the coaching to us, which is great. She didn't do that with her, him, didn't do that with me. But I did think that was funny. I was like, okay, well, obviously it doesn't, you know, it's not like say all be all, you would be good and you would be good. There's like so much that goes to it. So I'm really fascinated um, by this. So tell me where your journey began. Yeah, there's so much. And that's so funny. (laughs) She was a coach, not a matchmaker. We'll give her that. (laughs) Right. Okay. That's true. That's true. I love it. But so coaching was kind of born out of all of my own dating and relationship experiences. I've had some really great ones, but I've also had some really bad ones. And after one particularly bad relationship, that was only a couple years ago, that really like 
destroyed my self-worth, destroyed my sense of identity, had my mental health like so out of whack. I was like, I have learned so much of this experience. I've come so far. I have so many people who I know who are struggling with the same thing. Why don't I start talking about it? So I started posting a lot of content. It was mainly content around um, unhealthy, toxic relationships, narcissistic abuse, things like that. And I got a ton of people DMing me, commenting, reaching out to me an email to try to get advice from me on topics like that. And it just gained a lot of traction. So I realized, why don't I turn this into an actual business? And that's when I found coaching and began doing that. Oh, wow. Okay. So, okay. I, I like that. I feel like there's a lot in there because I think sometimes like people going into the coaching world, it's like you, you're like, okay, I want to coach people on this thing, mm-hmm. but like, maybe you've never been through it yourself or you don't even know how to get there, right. but it sounds like yours was just kind of from your own experience and you were sharing about it and you yeah. found a need and people were like, oh my gosh, I need help with this. And you're like, oh, like, how can I help with that? I, I, I can. So is that, it sounds like that was more what was going on for you. Yeah, that's exactly it. I would end up spending like hours sending, you know, strangers on the internet, voice memos or texts or DMs every day. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is so much fun. But what if I could reach like both a broader audience, but then also work with people one-on-one to really help them see change because like they're only going to get so much value out of my quick three-minute voice notes mm-hmm. instead of meeting with me weekly because I have so much to share. So oh. those quick voice notes or those quick DMs, they just weren't going to cut it. So oh. it definitely was born out of like a really high demand. And it was interesting because I first started doing it to help women specifically. I work with men and women, but at first it was mainly women helping them get out of unhealthy relationships find their self-worth again, heal, and then be ready to step back into the dating world again. And that slowly morphed as I started taking on clients and started creating more content into now I do kind of like three separate offerings where it is that, you know, help people get out of unhealthy relationships and find healthy ones. But it's also people come to me a lot for breakups and heartbreak and how to get through that. Mm. Or it's just dating 101. I find so often people like don't even have the tools to know how to date in a healthy and efficient way. So a lot of my coaching is even just, how do you ask somebody out? How do you pace a relationship? Like what should a foundation look like? When, what's the timeline for when X, Y, and Z should happen? Like all these things that aren't actually second nature to people when we think that they are. So it's Mm -hmm. been really cool to see like my offerings kind of develop based on the needs of the people coming in. Okay, I love that. I can relate to that because I was never like, I'm going to be a coach. It was yeah. just like, you know, it's like it falls into your lap and you're like, okay, these people just come to me for all this help. Like, I love it, but I also like, I have to do something with it. I can't just like keep giving this away all the time, 24 exactly. seven. So I love that. And I relate. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I wonder if people are going to find the love of their life because they're listening to this podcast right now. Are you I guys ready? So. Drum roll. <laughs> Everybody like send us your Instagrams. We'll play a little matchmaker. I'll coach yes. you. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait. This is going to be so fun. Okay. Question. So, um, for somebody like me, that is very, I know we've like talked about this a little bit, but maybe other people can relate. That is very, cause I'm single. Okay. Everybody out there now, you know, it's out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm very, 
have been independent woman like all my life and I love who I am and I love what I do. And so that part's not an issue. And so I feel more, and I actually have a really good family, not perfect by any means, but a really good father figure that I don't feel like I even have to go and like find somebody to fill even that daddy wound void, which I know a lot of people do. Um, so I, I honestly feel just so good and I'm also just so excited and ready because I've built this beautiful life and would love and, and, and now just excited for that, you know, partner to come in and we can co-create together. Right. It's like, okay, great. Like I'm not perfect. And I would love, you know, to build something beautiful. So, um, I guess, and that's the thing too, is like, I, I feel like on my end dating is draining. Mm. And I feel that I'm, I don't know. I just feel like he's going to somehow pop up and it's just going to work out. And maybe I'm crazy, like absolutely crazy. Maybe, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. That's my ideal situation. <laughs> like Same. <laughs> just show up but, at my doorstep and it'll be perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not that, but maybe we'll be out dancing or maybe yeah. we'll, you know, anyway. Um, but anyway, I guess just for, you know, sake of, for the fun of it. And I'm sure there's other people that can relate to like, what would you even say to somebody like me that, that I'm super kind, I'm super easygoing. I friend zone very easily. Um, I have no idea because I don't even want to date anyone, but I'm absolutely ready. So like, what the heck? Like, what would you say? I mean, I think I know so many women like you who are like the full package. You're amazing. You have an incredible career. You help people. You serve others. Like, you know, you're the ideal partner that so many men are looking for. But for whatever reason, you can't seem to find somebody who either is ready or who is at your level, whatever it is. And we live in LA. So that adds a few challenges Mm -hmm. but what I always say to my friends and what I would say to you too is like where where are you looking like what rooms are you in are you in rooms filled with people who could be potential partners who could elevate you if they do become your partner or are you surrounded by people who you know don't align with your beliefs and your values and the things that you're looking at so looking for Mm -hmm. so I would first tell people to you know, examine where you're spending your time and seeing if those are places that may lead to something solid or will lead to dead ends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's totally true. And I think that I know one of my, um, I guess habitual things is I'm, I'm such a helper too. And so it's like, I want to be that person, which is beautiful. Like as the woman being nurturing and like supportive, Mm-hmm. Um, yet that puts me in a position where it's like, I don't know what it's like to be elevated myself. Yeah. Where it's like, I have to be doing all the work and like support this man, which is beautiful. I want to support him. Um, yet what, what would you say is that also, and I know that that steps into, you know, allowing yourself to fall into femininity but at the same time, is that that there's just not somebody there that is able to match me? Or is that just me like playing into a codependent thing <laughs> that I want to like help this person and that's not what I'm supposed to be with? 
Sure. I mean, it could be a lot of things, right? Like maybe because you have taken on that helper role before, which is a beautiful thing, but maybe that's the type of man that you're attracting, like a man who needs, you know, somebody to push him along and he's not already doing it on his own and you're always elevating him instead of vice versa. Maybe because that's what you've done before. It's what you attract without even knowing that you do. I know I certainly did. Like I was always the girlfriend who was making my boyfriend's resumes and sending them job listings and all these things. And that's great. Sure, we can help out here and there. But I think when it comes to masculine and feminine roles overall, it should be the man who's the leader and progressing the relationship and, you know, pulling you up while you're also supporting him as well. So I think you're just, yeah, maybe just attracting the wrong type of man for what you actually are looking for. Mm -hmm. And then on the lines of that with the masculine feminine, like what do you feel are healthy ways for females to really be living themselves? Mm -hmm. And obviously we're all different. Like it's not like in a box, this is what you do. Um, but what, what's a few things for like women to know for men to know? Yeah. What would you say? So masculine feminine roles were always so weird to me because I'm very like girl power. We can do anything a man can. Like Mm -hmm. I very much so believe in all of that. So when I started to realize I was attracting men who I was pulling up and maybe that had something to do with my own characteristics and behaviors, it was kind of hard on me because I didn't want to sit around, I don't know, knitting or, you know, all these things all day that seem like stereotypical feminine but then once I leaned into the activities that were more of like the feminine side like yoga or even just walking my dog or painting or things like that that allowed me to be like flowy and more free I was like oh okay I can be feminine but still be strong and empowered those things are not opposites they're the same so for me it was finding activities that made me feel powerful made me feel strong but also were allowing me to soften into my natural being instead of taking control all the time and then for men same sort of thing like you don't have to be I don't know weightlifting and doing all the like quote-unquote masculine things but maybe you enjoy gardening and using your hands or things like that that are more on the masculine side that can help you tap into that too whatever feels aligned for you and helps you step into that role at the same time Hmm. so then what are some of these you know, you talk about like you were in a few different relationships that were pretty toxic and what were some of those, I guess, like red flags that you did notice. And I know again, each case is going to be different because some people it's like, all right, well, they choose to deal with certain things. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if they choose to deal with that, they're going to deal with that for the rest of their life. Um, but I guess, yeah. What, what was kind of your journey that you just started realizing like, oh, dang, I need a, this is just not okay. For me, it was a lot of men who wanted me, but didn't want to fully commit to me. So it was like, yes, they were taking me on dates and pursuing me and all these things. But when it came down to it, when I would try to define the relationship or had higher expectations, they would push me away or they would take a step back or they would get all weird and fidgety and all these things. And I would allow it. I would see, okay, this man's not ready to commit. He's not willing to commit to me specifically, but I want to, for me, it was like a rejection and an abandonment and an abandonment wound. I wanted to be chosen. So I kept trying to like prove that I was worthy of them choosing me instead of taking a step back and being like, whoa, 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 
he doesn't want me. That's fine. I don't, I don't need to know why I'm going to take myself to somebody who is ready to fully give me their all and commit to me specifically. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was accepting a lot of the, you know, back and forth and wishwashiness and dating numerous women at once and trying to convince myself that that was okay for me. I was okay with like the casual thing, but I never was. Hmm. And do you think that that's like different for everybody? Like some people might be totally fine with that, but that was like a you decision of like, okay, that's actually, you kind of had to experience it to realize like, okay, that's not really what I do want. Like I know what I do. Totally. It was definitely like, you know, my old college mentality wanting to be the cool girl and like be okay with all these things when deep down I wasn't and it was hurting me every time. And then it would lead to, you know, toxic situations where I thought one thing and the guy was doing another thing and I felt betrayed and lied to and all these things. But there's totally other people who just want something casual and that's more than okay. I think it's just making sure that communication is very clear on both parties. I should have said, hey, I don't actually want this. This doesn't work for me. And I should have left. And the guy should have been much clearer saying to me, no, I'm not ready to commit. I'm, I want to keep getting to know you, but I'm also seeing other people. So there needed to be clearer communication on both sides. So we could both decide what did and didn't work for us. Do you think with dating that that's imperative in the very beginning to be extremely clear, like first date, okay, this is what I'm really looking for. Or is it like, you know, finally, when you're like, okay, I actually have feelings for this person. Do I share where I'm really at? And so one, that's, that's going to be like, you have to have the clarity first, because I feel like so many people actually don't know. They're like, I want to date around for God knows what. And then, and then it comes down to, and it's like, wait, do I actually even want something? Or like, is this a, like, what would you say to that? I think the kindest thing is to make sure that you are clear before you bring somebody else into your confusion. So you don't have to know 100%. Like you're still figuring out the other person. You're seeing if they're a fit for you, but you should be clear on where you would like any dating situation to go. If you know you just want a casual hookup, make that clear to the other person. If you know you're specifically looking for like a serious relationship that could lead to marriage, make that clear too. And I think that saves both parties so much heartache, so much time. If I'd spoken up, you know, on like the third, fourth, maybe even sooner dates and said, I want to find my husband. I want marriage. Maybe it would have freaked out, freaked a lot of men out, but they also would have gotten out of my way to find the right man. So I definitely think the more clarity you can have and the more honest you can be about it. That's the kindest thing you can do for yourself and the other person. What do you think about values? Like, do you think that like people should be sharing their values up front too, like personal values, life values, all that kind of stuff? I always have my clients create what I call a four core list. And it's just a list of like traits and behaviors and characteristics that you know you want in a partner that you break down into four separate categories. So it's boundaries, like things that you know don't work for you. Like for example, if you are not cool with them needing a week worth of space, you would would say that. And then it's your needs. For example, I know I need connection and quality time. So I try to make that clear. It's um, your values. So, you know, community, um, altruism, anything that you really care about in your life, write that down. And if you're looking for it in another another person too, make sure to include that. And then the last one is non-negotiables. So say you want to have kids and you know that being with somebody who never wants to have kids would cause a conflict, make sure to include that. 
And then what I tell my clients to do is based on this four core list, based on the four different categories, build questions that you can ask on dates off of those lists. So for me, for example, I'm somebody who wants kids. So I make sure to ask, do you see yourself ever having kids? So I just build questions off of my my four core list and what aligns with me and what I'm looking for. And then I don't necessarily ask it on a date in like an interview grilling type of way. I just ask it as it comes up or maybe he mentioned some things and then I can insert my question in there. I try to make it as natural as possible because nobody wants to go on an interview. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, so for you, what are some of the things that like, I know that you went through some really hardships in your relationships. And then I'm sure that built a lot more clarity with what you wanted. So what were some things that you had to like step back from and like what type of, I guess, clarity or like work did you have to do to get clear on what you wanted moving forward? I think one of the biggest things for me was that I always felt really ashamed for the needs that I had. I really, I need reassurance and I need quality time. And I would be so embarrassed to ask for that. Like I felt, I felt needy. I felt clingy, but I wasn't, I was just a normal person looking for, you know, a strong bond and a strong connection. So I had to learn that my needs were not too much and that my needs were just as important as theirs. Mm -hmm. Often for me, I would date men who needed more space or who were the like classic avoidant attachment style and I would always prioritize their needs over mine. They wanted space. They wanted time. I wanted closeness and reassurance and connection. And I would let them go off for a week or however long with no contact to make sure that they were cared for. But while at the same time, I was over here just absolutely suffering with anxiety and not knowing what was going on. So I had to learn to find my voice and say, my needs matter. And then actually say it to the person and allow them to meet me halfway. Mm, I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's the thing too with, you know, in in, in a world where it's like you want to be of service or like you want to love your partner or whatever. And there can even be like manipulation in that. And I know you even brought that up too, where it's like, oh, well, don't you love me? Like if you loved me, then you would let me do X, Y, Z. Totally. And so what do you think about that? Like, you know, because I think that a lot of people go through and I've been through a lot of manipulation, narcissism, that kind of stuff, and have been lost in my identity, all those type of things. And not even in romantic partnerships, but best friendships, business partnerships, all the things. And it's, it's like, we think we're crazy. And I think that a lot of people relate to that in any kind of relationship, you know? And so I guess one, like, how do you differentiate whether, you know, like with these people, um, yeah, saying these things, like, what would you, what would you say? That was huge for me. They would need the weak space and I would do my best to give it to them, but turns out they were doing it to kind of like hold me hostage and manipulate me and get them hooked on them. So I had to, I had to learn the hard way that they weren't asking for space from a healthy place. They were asking it from a place of wanting to like keep me in their grasps while they were out doing, you know, God knows what. So it's hard you know, you can only know a person's true intentions so much because you're not actually inside their heart or inside their thoughts. But I think if the biggest thing I think is if their actions align with their words, then you can know that what they're saying is true. If they say they're going to do one thing and they do the other, 
that's when you need to step back and be like, maybe they're not intentionally manipulating me, but they are manipulating me because I'm sitting here believing that one thing's going to happen. I'm so excited. I feel comfortable and, you know, connected and all the things I'm looking for, but they're doing something different when it comes push comes to shove, they do something different and I'm let down. I'm hurt. I'm confused. So if their actions align with their words, amazing. You can work with that. If they don't, that's probably a, a relationship you should exit quicker rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing too, because I've always valued like in- integrity to me is like doing mm-hmm. what you say you're going to do. And again, yeah. different like words or values means very different things to different people. So somebody can be like, oh, I'm in totally in integrity. And I'm like, okay, well, what does that even mean? Because like you're saying one thing, but then truly like actually doing a different thing or bypassing what you say with total confusion and there's no there's nothing solid here so then what you know I guess that's the thing where like and maybe too I mean I I know because I used to be so much like I would um if I said I was going to do something I was for sure going to do it even Mm. at the expense of my health of like anything else and then I was like oh gosh okay that's like maybe that's a little much maybe like you know sometimes if something happens or there's an emergency like I have to call them and be like hey I'm so sorry like I cannot make it right and I would have the hardest time like truly it was I I remember stories (laughs) and it was just like ridiculous but um but yeah I guess there's that thing where it's it's you know, the, the saying, what is it like, um, trust somebody by like what they do or like you can see it mm-hmm. in their actions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess like just speak more on that. Cause I think that there's a lot of people that it's like, oh yeah, benefit of the doubt or like, you know, I know their heart, their intentions are so good or they don't really mean, you know, like whatever. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just feel like, sometimes we're just putting ourselves in this pit of of almost this wishful thinking or what could be rather than what's reality. I think if you date based on like what you believe that person is on the inside, like you you believe their heart is good, you think they're good deep down, that's really beautiful and that's incredible that you see the good in a person, but you're setting yourself up to be hurt. Because maybe that person is amazing deep down. Maybe they do want to change deep down. But if they're not showing up consistently the way they say that they're going to, then you are the one who's going to be hurt. You're the one who's going to be justifying their actions and trying to make sense of things. And it's just going to lead you down an unhealthy, toxic road. So unfortunately, even if that person, you can see their potential and like all that they're created to be you need to date somebody based on where they actually are, not on where you think they can be. Dating for potential will just always lead you in heartbreak or in relationships that don't actually fulfill you and relationships where you feel like you're, relationships where you feel like you're pulling the other person up and it won't be a good situation in the end. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely just that. Don't date for potential. Don't date because you are trying to mind read the other person. Date for what you're actually seeing at face value. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely have learned the hard way and have heard so many women do the same thing. Cause yep, it's like, I am one. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like there's so many charming people, you know, yeah. so it's like, you believe what they say. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you just, you can't, it's like, yeah. okay, what are they actually doing? 
and well, is their life like more than what they talk about? Exactly. I have so many women coming to me trying to figure out like, is their boyfriend a narcissist? Is he all these things? And I'm like, listen, maybe he's not actually a narcissist. I can't diagnose that. You can't either. Chances are they'll never get diagnosed. But is he a jerk? Yeah, maybe. And that should be enough to tell you that you deserve better. So even if the other person isn't trying to be unhealthy, abusive, toxic, manipulative, whatever, that's still what's coming off. And that's all you should really pay attention to. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you feel that there's like certain types, like, do you believe in like, you know, I know you're not a matchmaker, but like <laughs> this type of person is great with this type of person. And like, I don't know, what's your thoughts on oh, yeah. that? I think the saying opposites attract isn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. It can be great if like two people have opposite interests and things that they're working on. They can come together and teach each other so much and expand the other person's horizons. But with somebody you're going to build your entire life with, the fundamental things should be aligned or you're going to be like fighting an uphill battle. Do you have, it doesn't have to be the exact same. You know, you don't have to be the exact same religion, but for me, I just want somebody who believes in something higher. And if they don't, I'm going to feel like I'm constantly like preaching at them and they don't want to come to church with me and all these things. It's not going to work. So the, like the core fundamental things I think need to be aligned and then extra hobbies and stuff like that. They don't need to be the same. If they are amazing, you guys can do it together, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I remember there was this one time, actually <laughs> I sent him a letter. This was like <laughs> six years ago. And many letters. But... <laughs> what? I said, I've sent many letters with the Have things you? I want to say to a man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. So there's this one person in my life that has probably taught me the most about how loved I am yeah. than anybody ever really has. And, uh, and it was never, ever anything like so serious. He definitely was pursuing me like crazy. And I was, I kind of didn't understand. I was like, I have no time for you. Like I am like showing up apparently on some date and I don't even know it's a date. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm, I'm making no time, whatever. And anyway, so we start connecting and we're, we have this like spot. It was so cute over in Seattle. We were like holding hands one time and I was kind of trying to test him. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was telling him how I wanted to move to LA and he was like, that's amazing. He was like, oh my gosh, I believe in you. You could do anything you ever want. Like, that's incredible. Like you go for it, all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, what in the world? Like he just, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do to like turn him off. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> And he told me one time, he basically was just like, you know, I, um, I just can't help it. I just, I just love you. I just want to be with you. And I was like, really? Like, and I was so used to somebody wanting me for something, something that I had or what I could give them. And so I didn't know what it was like just to be. And so he truly taught me, like, I could just be who I was and I was more than enough. Wow. I know it was the craziest thing. And I was like, wow. And then, um, and our first, like, I guess, date that I didn't know was a date. He like took me to, well, we were supposed to have dinner, but I wasn't hungry because I didn't know we were eating (laughs) and I ate before. And then he took me to some like beautiful, like yacht thing. And we're looking at the stars and we're talking about all of life and our values and everything. So it seemed like everything was like pretty aligned. Um, and believe me, it's coming to a point here, but <laughs> <I love> this <laughs> story is amazing. Yeah. 
But there was a moment, like I just knew in my heart because we also had different, as you you talked about, like some sort of faith background Mm -hmm. and he didn't really believe in, um, well, I don't want to say he didn't believe in anything. I'm not going to say that, but we just didn't believe in the same thing. And I believe in something bigger. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But um, it it was like, to me, it was just tough to relate on some sort Mm -hmm. of way where I was like, okay, when shit hits the fan, I want to know that I can like come together and have some sort of like, we're, we're human. We're going to like mess up. And so like, we got to come to something way bigger than us and like believe and like be able to pray together. And if I can't do that and like, trust you that like, you are going to connect to something bigger. And that was tough. Mm So I just, I knew, even though it didn't get so far down the road and I also was like, you know, he was pursuing me like crazy and I was still kind of unsure, but I'd never had this before. So I was confused. I was like, oh my God, he loves me more than anything. This is crazy. And so I finally did, we had a conversation and I called it off and I was, I basically was just like, you know, I, um, I think you are absolutely amazing. Actually, there's nothing like wrong with you. I just know that for me, what I know that I need is somebody that brings me actually closer to God. And he was like, well, do you feel like I'm pulling you away? And I was like, no, actually I don't. But I just know that, you know, this is what I need. And he didn't understand. He was like, you know, I actually don't understand. I thought that we were fully aligned and it sounded like it. And he was like, and at the end of the day though, I um, never doubted you from the beginning and I believe the most in you and you're going to be and do all of the things. And if you ever need me, I'm just a phone call away. And so definitely, you know, was like sad and, and yeah. hurt and heartbroken. And, um, and I even got off, but I was just like, what that was, I have nothing bad to say about this person because yeah. like, even that it's, you don't even understand, but releasing someone into kind of that, the values, even mm-hmm. if you don't get it, it's like, okay, that is what they need. Right. And, um, yeah, six years later, five years later, I sent him a letter and <laughs> I was like on my phone at 1am and I just, I told him all this. Stuff. I didn't even have, I didn't know if I had his number anymore, oh but I found cool. him. I know I found him and I like sent him this whole long message and And he basically just said, you know, um, and he was just like, wow, I didn't know how much I impacted you, but thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, everything still rings true to what I told you and you deserve it all. I I love this guy. I know. I mean, I do too. It just, it's not, it also means it's not aligned. It's like that weird thing where I think sometimes we fall into these places too, where I could go into it and be like, oh my gosh, like he's treated me the best in the world. Right. I just knew in my gut, like so strongly, this is somebody that you could be with, but it's not like your life partner that you do want to do and build with. Right. So I think that's also a thing too, where it's like, how do we know, you know, how do we navigate that? And each is different for us. Well, I think it's really awesome that you were like, this is incredible, but it's not everything for me. And I know maybe there's somebody out there who is more aligned, who will be a better partner for the rest of my future. And you actually like, you took action on it. You didn't just stay because it was comfortable because it was close. You like held yourself to a higher standard. And that's really incredible because now not only can you find somebody who does fulfill that aspect that you're looking for, but he can find somebody who's better suited for him too. So it's really beautiful. 
But I always think that like even the concept of there being one person out there for you, like one soulmate, I think is kind of crazy because there's so many people in the world. And I think there can be different soulmates for us, even at different stages in our lives. Like I look back on my college boyfriend, for example, and I honestly think he was one of my soulmates. He taught me similar to this guy. He taught me a lot about how to love myself and how a man should actually treat a woman. I had been mistreated so often. I didn't even know what that looked like. So he kind of gave me the basis. And I still look back on that relationship with so much fondness and think he was my soulmate, but maybe just for that period. And now I can find a soulmate who is more aligned and who is ready for this next step that I'm ready for. And I think we get really freaked out thinking that, you know, we have to like find the person, stay with the person always, even if it's not totally perfect, it's not totally aligned. And then we stay stuck Mm -hmm. when in reality, there may be something healthier and more fulfilling out there that's just right around the corner waiting for you but at the same time sorry I'm giving myself a caveat no no this is good this is good (laughs) I'm like hearing what I'm saying but I want to make it clear that at the same time believing that there's somebody perfect out there is also really unhealthy because nobody's perfect the grass isn't always greener on the other side Oftentimes the right relationship is a relationship, if it's healthy, that you stick with and that you fight through things with and that you learn to love each other better with. I think, especially in LA, so often we just believe that somebody even better is just like a swipe away or at the bar waiting for us. When in reality, maybe the person you are already with, if it's, you know, pretty aligned, if it's healthy, that's the relationship you should be paying attention to. So mm-hmm. that's my one caveat for what I just said. Yeah, I like that. Well, and then to your point, I think that it's interesting with the, you know, soulmate situation, because I agree with you. I actually used to think that there was like one person and then I felt this pressure, like, oh my gosh, yeah. where's he at? What am I going to do? Am I going to miss Exactly. Up? Exactly. And then every time a relationship yeah. ended, I was like, this isn't it. What like what's yes. happening? Yes. And now it's like, to be honest, we could have like five soulmates and what are we going to choose? And that's yeah. what we get to create. Like we have this beautiful yeah. thing of like, what life do we want to live? Mm-hmm. And like, what are those values? Like, what is it at the end of the day that brings out the best in us? Or when do we feel our best? And we get to choose right. that because some people right. think one thing. I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I think it's like, I know you and I have very similar like beliefs in God and in Jesus. It's the same thing with our love with him. Like, God doesn't force us to love him. We get to choose. Mm -hmm. So I believe that God gives us the choice of who we get to love and who we get to be with. And there could be, you know, numerous different, different avenues for us, different people that could be amazing and healthy and build a strong connection with, but we get to choose which one we're going to spend the rest of our lives with. So I see it as similar to our relationship with him. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. And there are some that are unhealthy and not right. And then there may be, you know, three, five, whatever, who could be great. And now you just get to choose which one, which lifestyle, which future you want. And like you said, you, you create it. So mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think about that. Cause I, like, I have a crazy life. Like I'm leaving in April for Spain for four months and then so I have cool. to go to like <laughs> Thailand or have to, and then I'm going, I'm choosing to go to Thailand and Costa Rica and hosting retreats. And amazing. it's like, you know, with that, it's like, that's going to take a special guy that can like be okay with that totally. or do it with me, like come with me and be a part of it yep. and, or like love it all and support it. 
And, but that's also my choice. It's like, Mm -hmm. I've had so many people tell me like, well, why don't you just like stay here in LA and like wait a while and like, see if somebody comes around and I'm like, no, I know I'm supposed to go do this thing. So the right person will be aligned with that. And if they're not, I mean, otherwise I'm not living my fullest. And so I think for people, it's more look at your life. Like, what do you want it to be and Mm -hmm. look like? And of course, one day I want to have a house and like be somewhere and, you know, all of those things, but I will, I will say for the rest of my life, I will be traveling a ton. Yeah. And See? so, yeah. So, so just, that's like a non-negotiable for you. Somebody who can be okay with that and support it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So those things though, I think that we have to realize is what is, um, what do we, what do we even want our life mm-hmm. to look like? We're choosing yeah. our life. And then we're choosing the person that also is in alignment with that and can either hold it or be a part of it or whatever. Um, yeah. So what do you, I don't know, like what, what are some of the main things right now that women are coming to you about like their, their biggest hardships in Mm -hmm. relationships in general? A lot of it is breakups. I see a lot of people for breakups. They're really struggling with like the loss of the person and the relationship. So I help them. They can still mourn the breakup. Like it's, it's, you're grieving. You're actually mourning the death of something. So I don't want them to not feel that, but I want them to realize that life does continue after it. So really helping them build their self-worth back up, find themselves again. And then also I constantly have women coming to me with, you know, men who are, not necessarily abusing them, but who are not treating them as much with as much like love and, you know, grace and care as they could be. It's little things like little white lies or, you know, not putting in effort or being intentional with date nights, like things like that, that do exist. And I think so often women get in this mindset of, okay, I have something good, good enough. And then they stay stuck and they end up resenting the person being unhappy in the relationship when in reality there are men out there who are healed and ready and know how to treat a woman and those women could totally find that guy too so it's helping these women predominantly just in every different program I offer find their self-worth and actually stick to it Mm -hmm. because so often you kind of think you love yourself but then you accept less than what you know you deserve and it's just a big mess so I'm not here to help people find their person. I'm here to help people find themselves. And then maybe they'll create a healthy relationship with another person from there. Totally. And I know you mentioned, uh, well, not on this call, but when we were on a walk, that something that really helped you with your healing Mm -hmm. was service. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about that because I think that I, I relate to that a lot where it's like at the end of the day, you know, we, we do live in a culture, especially in LA, we keep bringing it back to that a bunch, but it it's so self-absorbed and yeah. it's so true. Cause you know, like we've talked about, okay, self-worth, self-love, mm-hmm. empowerment, like all about it. Like I, I'm, I look in the mirror and I'm like, Jess, you're amazing. You are beautiful. Oh my gosh. Look at you. All the affirmations. Yes, it's perfect. Like believe it. I'm going through it too. And it, life is not really about us at yeah. the same time. 
And so what does that look like, you know, when we go and be of service to other people, whatever that looks like, it's different for everyone, but Mm -hmm. share with me a little bit about your experience. Totally. For me, so I went through a really hard time in like 2016, 2017, another unhealthy relationship was surrounded by not the healthiest of friends, all these things that I was going through. I was battling depression, anxiety. Um, And it came to a halt one night where I just had a really intense experience happen. And I could choose from that moment to keep living how I was or to finally like get my act together and get my life together and choose something different. And thank God I chose option B. And the first thing I did to help get myself back on track and to heal all these things was I stepped back into my church, Mosaic in Hollywood, and I started serving with them. So I would serve on Sundays. I did mainly like the kids Sunday school, or I would do external things. Like I would go to Malawi in Africa and help build schools, all these really amazing, beautiful opportunities. I just said yes to every single one. And my whole life kind of became service. I had a job, but on all my free time, I was at church serving and volunteering. And it was through that time period where I was like really focused on volunteering that I healed, you know, eons more than I ever did in therapy or anything else I've done, which kind of makes, you know, service in a way selfish because I was really healing myself through it. I was just seeing, you know, there's a bigger picture. There's more to life than this, this stupid breakup or this stupid boy that has me down. There's so much going on. Like, look at these beautiful children in Malawi who need somebody to support them, to cheer them on, to bring them supplies. How am I sitting here crying over my breakup endlessly, mm-hmm. beating myself up for it instead of taking a look at the bigger picture and everything going on in the world around me? And it just helped me step out of like my sense of self and see the community and the people in this world who I could love on too. And by loving on them, I also in turn loved on myself and I found myself through that. You know, like I discovered that I had, you know, the capability to do our hard things. And I had a desire to give my time to other people. I discovered all these traits about myself that I didn't necessarily know existed before. So not only was I giving back and helping others around me, but I was really healing and transforming my own heart through this experience too. I love that so much. And I think that that's so true where it's, it's that give and take thing where you're recognizing, okay, I'm going to go and be of service. And yes, it's true. Actually, I talk to people that I, um, I partner with different organizations around the world and lead these trips. Mm-hmm. And we all know like, okay, when we bring volunteers, it's kind of selfish. Like yeah. we don't really need you to come for a week mm-hmm. and you also make a big difference at the same time. Right. But recognizing, I think for us where it's like, oh, um, we're getting a lot out of this and we are totally being of service because these people do need it. But, Mm -hmm. but like, what are we, what are we learning? How are Mm -hmm. we growing? How are we seeing this? How are we building empathy? How are we building resilience? How are we building, you know, empathizing with other people's stories recognizes like, oh, we're not alone. And people want to know that they belong and want to know that they're not alone. And that's how we connect, you know, like when we show up 
even to, I know both of us have been to Africa. So we go to Africa and sometimes people can think like, oh, Mazungu, white, like try to, you know, like grab our face and be like, I've never seen a white person. Yes. And to us, we're like, oh my gosh, these, these cute kids <laughs> and have never worn shoes. And yes. like, we think like, and they live in huts. Like, how do we relate? Yeah. And at the end of the day, there's so much that we do relate on and we all get something from it. Like they get yes. something from it. We do too. And so I, I agree with you that it's like, if you can just get out of your own way of like, I have to do this on my own right. to like heal to whatever it is. It's like, you can't do it alone. Yeah. It's like open up your heart yeah. to what's in front of you and be open to like receive and like build, you know, cause otherwise our, our hearts harden mm-hmm. almost this thing, even as we're working on ourselves, they yeah. harden so much yeah. we're we're trying to not get hurt again. Yes. I think there's even like, I think there's even like a risk with all of the like Mm self-care, you know, self-care is like a huge movement. It's very trendy. It's a buzzword. And I believe very much so in self-care. I believe you need to, you know, fill up your own cup so you can fill out, fill up other people's cups too. But I think there's a danger in it. If you're always going to meditation, breath work, yoga, you're focusing on your healing only. That's really great. And you should be doing that, but you also need to have this other component of service and bringing other people in because the way you're going to heal by giving yourself away is so much greater, honestly, than those practices in my experience, in my opinion, it's kind of like, For example, I was at Mosaic at my church last night and my pastor, Joe Smith, said generosity. Yes, it's, you know, to help other people, but it first transforms your own heart. And it's the same thing with service. Yes, you're helping other people, but the ways it's going to heal and transform you is just, it's crazy. So it's that aspect that's so beautiful. And then you're creating connections and community at the same time that I think people may miss often and that with the self-care movement should be integrated into it totally yeah I think we connect a lot on that where one I mean we met at a breathwork class yeah exactly even thinking that like okay great we are doing the things like we want to make sure we're taking care of ourselves like if we don't we're gonna be depleted and like we have nothing to give So then how is it that we become that overflow? And if more people get it, we're one, even with your own story, like, okay, great. You have had really hard dating relationships or you've had to heal from them. You've had these things, but now look at the way that you are being of service to these women and these men through what you get to offer. And, you know, and that's, and looking at, that's what everybody I believe gets to do is recognizing for themselves, like, what is that maybe hardship that I've had to go through or that challenge I've had to go through or that thing I've had to say yes to. And it's like so hard. And, um, yet I'm going to do the work. I'm going to fill myself up and then I'm going to go ahead and like, give that away. I'm going to like either teach or I'm going to share, or I'm going to offer, or I'm going to create or like whatever. And so What's something to a moment for you that maybe was like one of your biggest challenges or your hardships, or maybe you've already shared, but, um, that you've just had to even say yes to like 
Of course, you know, this podcast says anyway, but that you, you've had to say yes to, and it made no sense. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. Um, but what's something for you that. I think honestly, my entire dating and relationship experience over the past, I mean, I started, I had my first boyfriend when I was 15. So over the past like decade and a half, which is, that's insane. I, I feel very, very strange saying that, but the whole thing. I went through so many hard experiences, so many heartbreaks. I have been emotionally, physically, verbally abused, all of the things that you never want, like your daughter or somebody you love to go through. And every time that would happen, I would just be left devastated, wondering why on earth was I going through this? Why on earth did I keep allowing this? Why on earth was I attracting men who treated me this way? And I would be heartbroken. I would be confused and devastated. And it would have been really easy for me. And there were times when I did to just stay in that mindset, in that space of feeling sorry for myself and playing the victim. But I realized that there was no way that I was experiencing all of these things and going through all of these things for me to just keep them to myself. All the things I learned, the self-worth I built, the healing mechanisms and tools and techniques that I found that worked for me, they weren't just for me. I believe that God, not that he wanted me to suffer or go through bad things, but he took those situations and now he's turning them into something good. And he's saying, this happened to you. Don't waste it. Use it for something really powerful. Use it for other people. Give everything you've learned and grown through and give it away. So that was kind of my say yes moment. Every time I would find myself crying on the bathroom floor, wondering why a guy didn't choose me or why I ended up in an unhealthy situation again, it was instead of staying there, choosing to say, yes, I'm going to use this for something good now. So good. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And then I know you are in a relationship right now and obviously all relationships are not perfect. Um, yeah. What is, what is something that you're loving about your guys' relationship now that's different from the rest that you've had so far? Well, if you follow me on social media, then, you know, Hey, my boyfriend and I actually went through a breakup about three months ago. We were broken up for two months and it was extremely challenging. I didn't want the breakup. I knew that the things that we broke up over were smaller issues that could easily be worked through. And I, I really believe in like you know, sticking with relationships if they're healthy and building stronger foundations through hard things. I think that's when like some of the most incredible relationships are built, even in my friendships, I've seen that. So for me, I was, again, heartbroken, devastated on my bathroom floor crying. But eventually, you know, he had to come to all these realizations on his own too. And when he did, we got back together. And since we've been back together for the past three months, It's been, it hasn't been easy. There's been plenty of challenges, you know, hurdles we have to overcome, broken trust that we're healing, all of these things, but we're both learning each other in a way that we didn't know before. So even though it was unfortunate, we're coming out of this breakup stronger than we were prior to the breakup. Like now I know, you know, his communication style or what he needs to feel loved and safe and supported. And he knows the same for me. And so we're able to better compromise and meet each other there and support and love each other. And we maybe would have never learned those things had we not gone through that hard time. So 
I'm not advocating for getting back with your ex all the time. There's definitely situations where you should stay broken up and there's a reason the, the breakup happened. But other times it could be really beautiful and you could learn and grow stronger through it. So for me, I'm just loving like this whole new level of depth that I'm stepping into with him that maybe we would have gotten gotten to without the breakup or maybe we wouldn't have. But I know that there has been some hidden blessings in it for sure. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. I love that. And then if you could tell anybody or any listeners um, to, or what would you tell them if they wanted to pursue their dreams or desire a passion or start a business or something like, what would you tell them to do? I would say to go for it. I think so. I mean, that sounds simple and cliche, but so often I see people not doing the thing that they were called to do because they get so in their head, they get so afraid that it won't be perfect, that people will judge them, that it will quote unquote fail. But really, I don't believe in failure. I just believe it's like a redirection. Sure, the business didn't launch, whatever. Take what you learned and use it to create something better. So get out of your own way and actually just go for it and stop using judgment or fear of what other people will think as an excuse to stop you. You are the only person stopping you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. <laughs> Yay. Um, is there anything that you want listeners to know? Any last words that you want to leave everybody with? Um, I mean, so much, but I guess just for anybody listening who has been in difficult relationships or isn't finding the healthy relationship or the love that you've been dreaming of, know that if you have that desire in your heart, then it will happen for you. And you just have to commit to the work of healing yourself, of attracting the right people. And you're going, you're going to find it. And to just trust in the timing, trust in the timing of your life and, you know, let it flow and don't beat yourself up so much because you don't have it right now. This is a really beautiful time for you to lean into your singlehood and to lean into building your self-worth and then everything will fall into place eventually. Mm, So good. I, (laughs) yes. And then how can people find and stay in touch with you? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram or TikTok. It's at kate.derosher. So that's D-U-R-O-C-H-E-R, kind of hard, but you'll you'll find it. And if you are interested in coaching, then I have a questionnaire in my bio that you can fill out. And then I'll see if we're a good fit for one another. And then I will give you a call or DM you or find you somehow and we will chat. I love it. Yay. Well, thank you, Kate. This was so fun. Yes. No, this was so great. Like we talked about it, just like talking, chatting with a friend. So I really appreciate you for having me on the podcast and for creating such a beautiful space. Of course. We'll do it again sometime. I'm done. After after all of your amazing travels. Oh yeah. That, that too. (laughs) That's a thing. (laughs) Cool. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Bye. All right, everybody. Isn't Kate amazing? That was so fun. I just love her. Well, just like she said, go and check her out on Instagram, kate.derosher, and then check out her bio if you want to fill out the questionnaire and see if it's a good fit for you. That was such a great conversation. And at the end of the day, we all deal with relationships, right? And it all starts with us too. It starts with us loving ourselves, who we are, knowing ourselves, who we are, and then we get to live it out. And that is what's going to attract the right person in. So I'm with you guys, I, you know, all you single people out there, I get it. And wherever you are, you sweet, hot, sexy man that's coming after me, I am here. <laughs> um, 
And also for you ladies, it's amazing too, because just like Kate has started her own business, I have a Dreams to Reality Mastermind that's starting soon here. And so if you are interested in starting your own business or nonprofit or getting that thing going and not being afraid of it, because yes, at the end of the day, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's also so incredibly possible. And so you have to believe in yourself. I believe in you so much. So go ahead and um, check it out. Go and apply. And I can't wait for what's in store. All right. We'll see you on the next one.